Islam Morris, Islam, peace and love. I want to welcome everybody. Thank you for coming in. Um, okay, I'm just seeing there was no audio. All right. Okay, yeah, I do apologize for that, but I, I want to thank everybody for coming in. Um, speaking with the brother Sheik, Sharif, and Neil Bay. Um, he, he shared a, a post uh, the other day just speaking on some of the issues that are going on. I guess you could say the, um, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the current situation where we see racial unrest, injustice, um, protests, we see rioting. And he shared a couple of posts that I think need to be, um, need to get more exposure because they can help spark the critical thinking and, and awareness about the current situation. Something that, you know, they can, um, they can help enlighten others. All right. There's a lot going on. Some of the things are being played out right in front of our face. Actually, some things that happen, it seems like almost, you know, every other year, maybe every two years, it seems like an event or a couple events like this happen. And um, it, it almost plays out like a cycle right in front of our faces. And I really think um, it'll be great for everyone to listen to this, brother. So I ask that everybody clicks like. Um, the more people that like this, of course, the um, the more people that will be able to see this, uh, YouTube and Facebook will push this up in front of more people. So make sure you click like and also share this post. Well, first and foremost, we always uh, rise. We give we give the highest of praise to the creator of the universe, our Father God Allah. We also give honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. We give honors to the forerunner, to the prophet, Brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Um we also give honors to all those in leadership. Matter of fact, we just we give honors to everything Morsh, everything Morsh. And we give honors to all of you L's and Bays in attendance. Once again, just make sure you click like and share. And I do want to go ahead and, and bring our um, our esteemed brother in, Brother Sharif Bay. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, I, once again, I do also want to share the posts on the screen, if I can pull up that screen share real quick. But how are you doing, brother? Islam, brother man, I'm I'm all as well, all as well. I like to first rise and give praise to Allah, uh, the author, the greater creator, the governor of the world, Almighty, eternal and incomprehensible, and honors to his last prophet in these days and times, Prophet Noble Jalali, Savior of humanity and the 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 the, the sole uh, source of um, what meager portion of the understanding I may have as it relates to. Uh, the topic. Peace. Islam. Islam. All right, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for also sharing that post. Um, I think the point of view that you have is uncommon. Mm. And um, it's definitely something that needs to be spoken on and that more people need to hear just so that they can start thinking outside of the box. Allah. All right. And um, hang on one second. Sorry. My audio is messing up. All right. So, yeah, I just want to I, we were able to hear you, brother. But I just um, I want to pull up uh, your post on Facebook to kind of sure. spark this conversation. Sure. No doubt. And um, are you OK? Cool. Are you able to hear? Yes, sir. I can, can you hear me? Absolutely. All right. OK. Just real quick. Just wanted to do that. That uh, mic check real quick just to make sure everything's working good before we start going. And um. Yeah, like I said, I, I want to share this post just so that people can um, kind of have this up on the screen so people can see what where we're coming from. And um, really just love to just go ahead and open up this conversation. 
Now, um, what people are seeing on the screen, you know, you you ask some questions, really, just asking some questions about it. Absolutely. And speaking on some things that people um, are more than likely not even looking at, you know, that the post was just saying that these are, you know, there's algorithms, right? If you, if hopefully everybody can see this, but there's algorithm, algorithms, excuse me, designed to accurately predict what percentage of men will beat their wives just if the price of sugar goes up five cents. Actual fact, brother. Actual fact. Actual That's, fact, brother. Yes, <laughs> and, and we have some stuff, too, to show, to back up what you're saying. Now, you know, for anybody that thinks this stuff sounds, you know, incredible or, you know, just incredulous or un unbelievable, no, no, th these are actual facts, like the brother said. And so, I mean, you know, the question being being posed is, do you think that the riots were not foreseen, predicted, and planned for? Now, what what line of thinking, like what what would make you ask that question? Okay, if you could yeah. em embellish on that, please. I mean, there's a ton of things that we can point at, but I'll just give the first thing that came to my mind just now, right? There's a difference between policing and military. Police action and military action are two different things, okay? One of the things that caused a lot of the deaths in the first Iraqi war with the United States military was the fact that they went in militarized or they went in, you know, engaged in military activity. And then when peace was established, they remained there to act as a police force. This is the military doing policing. They were out of their element. That's when a lot more soldiers started to die. All right. There is a stark difference between police action and military action. Now, the question you should ask yourself is why in the world, if this is the case, that every, every law, municipal law enforcement agency in the country for the past 15 years has spent millions of dollars in their budget to militarize themselves. Wow. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You don't militarize an agency unless you plan to engage in military activity. Wow. Like I said, you know, this is something foreseen, predicted, and planned for. If for no other reason, that ask yourself, it's a rhetorical question to everybody. How many times have you seen this pattern play out? In the Holy Quran of the Moorish Science Temple of America, divinely prepared by the noble prophet Drew Ali, by the God and his father, God Allah, the great God of the universe, to redeem man from his sinful and fallen stage of humanity, back to the highest plane of life with his father, God Allah, we are given instructions. Those are not lessons, they're instructions. The lessons are the result of you applying the instruction, right? So the instruction we are given in chapter two is what we measure time by cycle ages who's the we definitely ain't everybody mm -hmm. the we is the illumined the enlightened that's the we so if you know and you're reading that then you are should or should be counted as the enlightened or part of the enlightened if that's the case you have no excuse for not knowing what comes next We've seen this before. Islam. Islam. And also, um, I wanted to ask another question. On that post, you mentioned uh, the New Zealand Shooters Manifesto. Right now, for those that don't know, in, um, in a place known as Christ Church, New Zealand, I believe there were two mosques that got attacked. Two. 
Okay, so yeah, there were two mosques. The shooter went in there. Several people were injured, and a few people died as well. Yes, sir. All right. And um, did he? I, he had a long manifesto, like seventy pages or something, hundred pages, something like that. Yes, sir. In that manifesto, brother, he spells out. Um, in that manifesto, he spells out a number of things. One of the things that he spells out is part of the strategy. Or, or one of the objectives of their strategy is to is to commit such heinous crimes towards listen to what I'm saying soft targets religious agencies right I'm sorry religious organizations specifically in this case during a time of prayer right so and the purpose of this is to elicit a violent reaction from these very people from the very victims in order to bring the authorities down on top of them. Wow. That's the objective. Yeah. And then you see that same terminology or those same, some of those same phrases that was in that manifesto, then you see that being, um, you know, shared in different areas, like through in the United States, right? Different um, white supremacist groups also using those same strategies and speaking on that. To, to that point, you know, on a, on a number of white supremacist websites, right? Law enforcement, federal federal law enforcement is now, you know, you know, you know, has been following this really heavily. You know, um, on a number of white supremacist websites, you have basically white supremacist anarchy cookbooks, you know, anarchist cookbooks, where they're given instructions. This is how a lot of um, of the organizing and planning is taking place. Why disparate, seemingly disparate groups in different parts of the country can be on the same page and coordinate is it's, it's through a number of these websites and they're following the same or similar playbooks. Yeah. One of the stipulations in these playbooks is attacking soft targets of Asiatics yeah. for the purpose of what you're literally seeing right now in Minneapolis. That's the purpose. You see? That's the purpose. All right. And then I I said it in, I framed it, brother, in the form of a question yesterday, right? I said, is it possible that what we're looking at right now is exactly the intended outcome, right? And some people said, oh, possibly. And then some people said, no, it's just racist white people doing this to, to, to black victims. Okay. Then what comes out? What comes out, right? <laughs> that, yeah. that, 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 that the, uh, the officer that had his knee on the neck of our brother <laughs> worked with him for over a year. They knew well. Wow. How about that? That comes out. What yeah. else comes out? Video footage of agent provocateurs that look very much like police officers breaking windows and doing illegal things to nudge the agenda forward. How about that? See that? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 wild. I mean, for the um, hopefully you guys can see this. I'm trying to make that bigger. But just just what he's talking about. I mean. Mm hmm. You can't you can't say these are coincidences. Nah, nah. I mean, it's only the in football, in the game of football, the play is only secret in the huddle. When yeah. you run the play, everybody sees it. Uh-huh. 
excuse the language on that post. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no worries. So we're we're seeing this play out all the time, and for um for the brother to to say that you know there's possible um people will at least that look like law enforcement that are um you could say posing as um, protesters or posing as um, rioters. That might sound incredible, but look at this. This is from the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, can you see that? It says it's it's still a blast beating people. St. Louis police indicted in assault of undercover police officer posing as what? Protester. Protester. Okay, this is real. This was just just um in 2018. The judge acquitted a white St. Louis police officer for shooting the I think this was in the Ferguson area. Maybe That's this cool. happened after that, but it was around that time there was a protester who was or posing as a protester. He was an undercover officer. Three police officers had no idea that the man that they were beating was a 22-year police veteran working undercover. <laughs> Federal grand jury indicted the three officers. Okay, so this is from the Washington Post. So, right. I mean, look, I mean, what what more do you need? Okay, the brother's not making this up. This is just somebody who got caught. You know, this is some right. people that got caught in the act or something that got exposed. That's okay, right. it had to be reported on. But this goes on. It's in uh, we have brothers, um, NPR too. We had brothers. We had brothers out of um, our temple number five in St. Louis, Missouri, that were on the front line of that. Right on the front line. Shout out to Temple Number Five for the T. Iron Zill, for the T. Anderson Ill, for the A. Anderson Ill, for the Street Ill. They they were right there on the front line. They could tell you firsthand how they were organizing. They were at the forefront of organizing community policing to keep order in the protests and how those efforts were sabotaged. Wow. Wow. And that that was uh temp, you said Temple 5 in St. Louis. Temple 5 St. Louis, Missouri, yes sir. Wow. All right. And that's for the people too asking where the Moors are, you know. Oh, we're on the front line. But Okay. The prophet Noble Jolly said this is an intelligent movement and we must represent it with the highest intelligence. Islam. Yes sir. Islam. So we know that that we have to be civilized and that rioting, you know, that's not going to bring about the desired results. So we have to have a different we have to have an agenda first off and a strategy. And we know that like like you opposed in the in the in the same um, well, in a different post, you just asked, you know, is this reactionary and thus passive? What is on the table? What is being negotiated for? What do you want from this protest? Right. You know, is there a national strategy? Right. Yeah. Who's behind this stuff? Hmm. You know, hmm. this um, post is up here. This um, there's a billionaire named George Soros. I don't know if people have heard hmm. about him or not, but um, on the Wikipedia page showing the list of projects that he supports, um, mm-hmm. he has this thing called Open Society Foundations. Mm-hmm. They've dumped billions, or excuse me, millions of dollars into these different groups in different countries. Right. All right, funding different movements. One of them, Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. Okay? That's right. So you have real life paid protesters out here, you know, mm-hmm. getting paid to go to, you know, when when something like this pops off, you could say when, you yeah. know, someone gets killed, they're right there on the front line. That's how they can afford to go and do this and do these things. It that's their job. 
Well, they're okay. in a position. They're in a position to, and we, we, I mean, come on, we, we know what this is. It's blood sucking, flat out. You know, we, you know, our people are are so, and I mean, in as a collective, we're so in the dark about the circumstances of our own condition that entire industries. Let me say that again. Entire industries have developed to capitalize on that collective ignorance. And that, that's what's happening. You Black Lives Matter politicizes black, or, or let me say it correctly, politicizes, right? Asiatic suffering and death. That's what it does. Yeah. It politicizes it. But you know what? There's a whole bunch of us that do the same thing in our own local communities. Politicize wrong or politicize um, our pain, politicize our victimization. That's what happens. And that can only, and it will continue to happen until we, until we, right, begin to first understand fully our condition. And when I say we, I'm not just talking about our people, Asiatics in general. That's important. But if we say that the Morris Science Temple of America is the soul of Asiatic of, of Asiatics in America, and memory being a function of soul, that means if we in the organization don't begin to demonstrate that we have sufficient proficiency to address the current issues, then what's the point of being in the organization? The prophet said. It's not the possession of a thing, but the knowing of its use. Islam. Yes, sir. Islam. Well, um, you know, I wanted to keep this short. I just wanted to bring some of these ideas up, you know, just to to get people thinking and um, to kind of re- do do what we can to raise awareness, because I know this this taps into everyone's emotions. I'm not trying to belittle those emotions that people have. I understand how frustrating it is. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure we all understand. Okay, so no one's trying to belittle that. But I did just want to just just get people thinking about this and really looking at this, because, you know, what's going on, like the brother said, these are cycles and you have to you have to um, you have to peep the pattern. You have to see what's going on. And so that you know how to move accordingly. Right. So that you can you can get instead of getting churned up by this wheel. Right. You can rise above it. You can be prepared and and know how to um you know how to prosper regardless mm-hmm. of what's going on. So in in, a, in um in alignment with that, what what would you suggest? Or if you know if you could give advice, what would you suggest that people listen and do? Because you know people are upset. They want to know like what do we do? How do we move? Okay. Well, first and foremost, you know, I mean, and and again, this is going to sound cliche and it's going to be very general, but I'm going to be I'm going to dial it in. First and foremost, don't presume you understand the circumstances you're in. Don't presume you, you, you understand that. I'm going to give you an example why, right? You buy a pet hamster and you put a hamster wheel in his cage. He jumps on that hamster wheel and goes and goes and goes. And you are happy as I don't know what until he jumps out that hamster wheel. Now, he may not have any other place to go. But what he's demonstrated at that point is that he is no longer going to follow the pattern you have set for him. Mm-hmm. So he may not have any other place to go, but at least he's demonstrated enough intelligence to know he's not going to go that way anymore. 
Our people are in the hamster wheel, brother. You know, we are in the hamster wheel doing the same things over and over again. How is the language in the Holy Quran and more science of America? Not knowing we can do aught else. And so we keep getting the same results and we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, right? And those same results come that mm-hmm. we have to go back and take self-inventory and go, okay, I want to be effective. If I'm going to sit here and throw a brick at the cemetery or a brick at the penitentiary, I wanted to be for something, not just because I'm emotionally upset and I'm hurt. Yeah. We have babies. We got children. This thing is about legacy building. If I got to go through some craziness, I don't want my son and grandchildren to go through. How about that? You see what I'm saying? How about that? I don't want to be selfish and be like, you know what? I'm angry because I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. I am not happy about what I see on the television or what I see in the news or what I see on social media with this stuff. But guess what? That's why it's up there. It's designed to get you in your feelings. It's designed to make you jump out of the hands of the prophet and back into the cares of the world. My leader, Brother R. Jones Bay, said this to me. He set me straight the day that I did that live, brother, because I was feeling like a whole bunch of other people. I really was. I wasn't feeling well. I was not happy. And you know what he said to me, brother? He gave me the straight smack up, snap out of it. This is what he said. He said, brother, we are in possession of the gift of prophecy. What We have no business, and I want to say this to every member of this movement, we have no business falling victim to the reflexes of the fulfillment of prophecy when we know that this is the end of time and the fulfilling of the prophecy. In other words, there's some things we got to go through. Mm-hmm. What, 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 did, what did John the Harbinger say? Prepare. That's what he said. Prepare. And if I could pause you right there, just prepare yeah. regardless of what's going on, right? right. Not right. just when, you know, when one of these things happen, that, you know, it's getting everybody upset and riled up. But, you know, even when it appears that things have cooled down. That's when you expect the greatest danger. Islam. You know, that's when you expect the greatest danger. You know, the, in the, what did the prophet say? In the least appearance of evil. They're expect the greatest danger. You know? So, so, it's a, so that being said, I want to I continue to answer your question, brother. Right? Without fully understanding the condition you're in, it is impossible to plan positively for any type of success. It's impossible. And all you have is organized despair at best. Mm -hmm. One of the things in that live I was talked about extensively was what racism really is and what it is not. Yeah. Let's just say, watch this, people. Let's say that that officer... He was tried. He 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 was charged with third degree murder. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say this plays out and he's convicted. So many of our people will say justice has been served. He's in prison. Good for him. Yeah. That's because they don't understand what they're in. Racism is not personal. Racism is an institution. 
the people that we look at are the reflexes of racism. It's the shadows. That's what it is. It's individuals in the privileged position accessing the system that is called racism to their benefit. So if they put him in prison and he does 80 years in prison, it leaves the system of racism untouched and unscathed and still fully protected. Justice has not been served because you can't recognize the weapon. Mm -hmm. See how that works? Yeah. We confuse the shadows with the thing. We confuse the people accessing the system as racism. What Amy Cooper did wasn't racism when she called the called in the hit on our brother because he simply told her about the rules of the park. That's not racism. Racism. Racism was the fact that she fully expected to be protected in the process. Yeah. That's racism. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're racism not seeing anybody. Not, you know, you know, you know, booming our brother. You know, you know, Ahmaud Arbery. That wasn't racism. That's 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 overt racially motivated violence. It's different. Yeah, racism is the fact that you didn't know about it till two months later. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? Racism is the fact is that the DA blocked initial arrest and then recused herself. Yeah, racism is the fact that that police department deputized unlawfully civilians in that neighborhood. They deputized the lynch mob. That's yeah. racism. Racism is not, oh, well, quote-unquote white people killing quote-unquote black people. That's not racism. Racism is the institutionalized protection of people engaged in those acts. Islam. That's racism. See what I'm saying? If we don't get that, we will chase shadows for the next five generations. Islam. Who said that, Sarah? Brother, you're 100% correct. You know what those are? Those are tweaks to the system. Those are adjustments. That's all they are. It's not racism. It's just adjustments. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I hear you. So what, if you could give instructions for people that are looking for, like, their marching instructions or they need some direction, like, yes, you know, that frustration. So they need you said that people need to understand what's really going on, at least understand who they truly are before they can even really approach this in the right way. Mm. All right. So um, if you could give those people that are listening instructions, you know, what to do, where to go, you know, how do we really fix this? I know that might sound, you know, might be bigger than just something you could sum up quickly, but what would you tell these people? These people are tuning in. Well, there's, you know we have to begin right, and it's and, and the number number one begin right. Number two, understand that this is a process, ain't no quick fix. We've been in this condition for five hundred years, or we've been dealing with this condition, and the condition we've been dealing with is a psychology. You understand? We've been dealing with a psychology. Like I said, racism itself is nameless, faceless, and tasteless. That's what it is. We're dealing with the psychology that all of us are infected with to a degree. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so it has to begin there. It has to begin there. What makes people, you know, like in martial arts, I teach martial arts. 
What makes you dangerous ain't what your body can do. What makes you dangerous is not the techniques. That's not what makes you dangerous. What makes you dangerous is how you think about what you do. That's what makes you dangerous. So it has to start here. This has to get recalibrated. It does. It does. I'm sorry. That's where it must start. You have to first understand. Prophet said it this way. He said, he said, reflection is the business of man. A sense of his state is his first duty. In other words, you got to know where you are. You got to know where you are, right? Okay. As it relates to the as it relates to what we're seeing. Watch this. You ready? Because of all the violence we're seeing, we're seeing a crazy uptick in overt racial violence. Right? During physical slavery times of our people, it wasn't the lynching of the brother that did the most damage. His problems were over. What did the most damage? The wife and children watching. That's who were more damaged. The damage is done here. You understand? The damage is done. That being said, please, people, stop further traumatizing yourself by posting these videos on social media. Yeah. Stop it, please. That's the purpose. It's to, it's, it's to injure you here. Understand? That, that's the purpose. It's terrorism. That's what it is. Okay? So, the damage being done, right, is there. It's psychological. All right? We have to understand it from that perspective. We're dealing with an enemy that is taken, and I'm not talking about flesh and blood, and I'm not being spooky either. We're talking about an insidious thought that has taken control of the American public that happens to be a cornerstone in American in the American social fabric and that cornerstone is the color code system of race classification bottom line that's what it is we live in a racial caste system, and we have accepted it. We have accepted it. Our prophet teaches us the holy city is heaven. Heaven is a state of mind. We were cast out of the peaceful state of mind because we accepted foreign teaching. Islam. See that? And when you accept it, you accept everything that comes with it. Am I am I blaming the victim? Absolutely not. <coughs> Absolutely not. But like one of my old uncles used to say, the success of the con depends on the greed of the mark. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm saying? So we got to fix ourselves. We got to fix ourselves. The, the, the first thing is we have accepted the permanent inferior class position in American society. And because we've accepted it, we now expect special attention as a result. Well, it, a lot of people romanticize with that, brother. Yeah. A lot of a lot of it very intelligent men and women too. You know, they um they romanticize with that 
that we're downtrodden, that it's always against us, that it, you know, that it's gonna be like that. It's hard for the black man, you know, and that's and they, you know, they they bought in with that so hard. And then on top of that, then we, you know, in the media that there's no um there's never gonna be an issue making another slave TV show or a slave um, you know, film, you know, showing us in that in that status and and um being tor- tortured and, and things like that. And so um, you know, yeah, just constantly putting that back in your head, you know, and recreating that. Now my point, the point I wanted to make, right? If we can't, we we can't we because if we don't have the right understanding, right? That proverbial third eye, if we don't have the right understanding, what makes you think you could trust these two? We think because of the uptick in racial hostility that we are losing. We don't even realize that what we're looking at is those people fully believing they are losing. You're looking at a reaction. You're looking at a desperate reaction. Mm -hmm. And all people are largely sitting on our hands and doing nothing and still winning. Figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what a win looked like? Mm Mm-hmm. Or Euro-Americanism, post-World War II Jim Crow era. Yeah. That's what the wind looked like. Now that's why you see Make America Great Again. That's why you see that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People want to go back to that. But that's unsustainable, even if we sat on our hands and did nothing and acted like Negroes for the rest of our lives. It's not coming back. Yeah. It's not coming back. Our fight is not with the European people. Our fight is to be able to stand up like civilized men and women as a collective to, listen what I'm about to say, to be the walking, talking redefinition of Americanism when the smoke clears. It's love. That's our fight. We can't make toilet paper. We spend a trillion dollars plus annually collectively in this country and are 90% consumers. Yeah, that's that's wild. Because um, just looking at those numbers that you were throwing out there, if mm-hmm. um, if African-Americans, so-called African-Americans, consider themselves a nation, they'd be like the 12th or 13th richest in the world. Actual fact. You know? And, and, but Actual. but uh, you can't be a nation if you're not producing. You can't be a nation of consumers. Brother, let, let's let's kill the romanticizing once and for all based on those numbers and based on what you just said, brother. If Europeans left this nation today, less than seven days from now, we'd be begging for them to come back and rule. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's the truth that people really don't want to deal with. You know, nope. nope. it's the truth. You know, if they just up and just disappeared, I mean, who who's going to run the manufacturing and, you know, the distribution and all of these things that, you know, some of us are involved in. But for the most part, we're, we're not doing it for ourselves. Right. OK. Right. That's right. That's right. So when the prophet said, I'm going to leave the European here long enough to teach you how to run a government, that's talking about that level of responsibility. And for those of us in the, in the organization, right, 
what in the world makes you think you're qualified to even take a, a, a tenth of that responsibility if you can't do simple things like make meetings and pay dues? Mm -hmm. Who are you fooling? You see what I'm saying? It's love. You know, good to yourself. Uh -huh. Right? But back on the whole topic, right? If we were really looking clearly enough or, or seeing clearly enough our own issues, we would be seeing. Matter of fact, I don't got to say it. Right? Um, Jer I won't pull it up. You can, you can, you can, it's easy to Google. Google Jared Taylor. When he sat down with, um, uh, it's HBO show. Um, it'll come to me. But anyway, Jared Taylor, right? White nationalist, very well-known white nationalist, right? And he was asked the question why he voted for Trump, being that he said that white people were so intelligent and so fact-based. And, and he said, well, you know, this guy, Trump is not that, he, he don't fit that bill. So why would you vote for him? Jared Taylor said this. He said, I voted for Donald Trump for one reason only. I'm quoting the man. I give Jared Taylor honor. I give him honor because he stood up and just said what the majority of Euro America won't say. He said, I voted for him for this reason only. His policies, if implemented, will slow the dispossession of whites in America. <laughs> Notice he said slow. He didn't say yeah. stop or reverse. He said slow. <laughs> they, the New Zealand shooter, literally said he's doing what he's doing because he wants to preserve his race and way of life. Yeah. This is why racism now is confused in America with patriotism. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah. It's confused with patriotism. And people have to, and, and you know why people can't make heads or tails of that? It's because they don't have enough historical understanding or knowledge. And they don't understand what is actually, what they're actually facing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, brother man? They don't uh -huh. understand what they're actually facing. That is the thing, though. Those of us in the more science temple of America don't got the excuse. Yeah. We don't have the excuse. You see? We have the gift of being being, being sent to profit. You know? That means we have the responsibility of representing it intelligently. I'll say this, because it's a topic for another show. But if we understood the truth you there brother i'm here can you hear me still here you there yeah is the audio out okay you okay there, brother can you hear me yeah i can hear you you're still good you're good yeah we can hear you i don't know if you can hear me can you hear me yeah i can hear you Okay, good. If we understood the truth about the origins of the African transatlantic slave trade, and if we understood the circumstances
around the transatlantic slave trade, right? I'm going to give everybody some, some homework. Look up um, a papal bull. All right. Peace, brother. Oh, can peace, everybody? Can you still hear? Looks like the brother's stream went down. Try to help him get back in here. Okay, yeah, um, he's gonna come back in here. But he was about to talk about the papal bulls which uh papal bulls which i definitely um suggest everybody look up um these things were being put out by the various popes they decreed anywhere they encounter moors is they decreed them as savages okay so basically you know they weren't civilized they didn't have any creed whatever they had it was given to them by the europeans that encountered them if the europeans decided to civilize them peace brother Okay, back. Peace. Yeah, someone, someone's okay. connection, I think. Yes, okay, sir. you're good. We can hear you. Perfect, perfect. So one of the things, beautiful, one of the things I wanted, you know, that I was saying before the, the interruption was um, I give you some homework. Look up Elias QA, right? It's a papal bull issued in 1442, right? I believe by Pope Eugene IV, right? This papal bull right authorized the portuguese military order called the order of mary and christ to begin raids on the west coast of africa this people is the actual beginning of the african transatlantic slave trade and the pope said in the papal bull that it is a new crusade against the Moors. That's what it says. This is why 1492 is one of the most important years for the founding of America. This is why. Ilius I-L-L-U-S Q-U-I. That's it. Okay? And there were a number of papal bulls. I want you to look these up. Look up Ilias Q-A. Look up Dumb Diversus. Look up Romanus Pontifex. Look up the... Um, I believe that's it. Look up um, the Treaty of Tordesillas. These papal bulls form what we now call Doctrine of Discovery. All right, doctrine of discovery. Doctrine of discovery is the foundation for today's American color code race system and racism, which according to the American Anthropological Association, the color code system of race classification 
was invented, implemented, and maintained for the purpose of maintaining race. That's what the American Anthropological Association said. Mm -hmm. What we're dealing with right now is the Crusades 2020. Lynching is one step away from the torture racks of the Inquisition. They're tied together, believe it or not. Uh This is the truth. If you understood it from that perspective, which is a part of what? Moorish history. Then you would understand the conditions you're in right now. You can make sense of them right now. Without that understanding, there is no way in the world you're going to understand what you're in the middle of. It's not. No way. You have to understand that crucial piece of missing history that connects the present, the, the, the present so-called African-American with their forefathers. Islam. If you don't understand that, now I'm going to say this to members of the Morris Science Temple of America who know this or are presumed to know this. If you can't understand it or don't understand it well enough to apply it properly and intelligently to the current situation, shame on you. Islam. If you are, matter of fact, listen, I, I got to say, if you're wasting your time gangbanging on other groups and organizations in total violation of the province instructions in the, in, 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 in the additional laws, then you're playing yourself while stepping over the bodies of our brothers and sisters. That's what you're doing. You see what I'm saying, brother? You belong to another. You belong to another to, to another body, right? Mm-hmm. Playing the way some of these other guys are playing, there'd be no way I'd be on your show. Or I'd be on, my, on your show. Or I'd be on your show, gangbang. Right? Yeah, we'll we'll just be on here, going back and forth. And turning people about, away from about it. history and paperwork of the organization. <laughs> yeah, and and then the whole time we'll just be turning people away from the movement. Absolutely. People who are tuning in because they're interested. They're trying to see what these brothers with the feds are talking about, and we're here going back and forth. Yeah, we look. We look. We in look public, like, we look like jokers doing that foolishness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We look like we look. We man, well, I'll tell you what we won't look like: intelligent. Yeah. That's what we won't look like. We won't look intelligent. We look crazy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, dear brother, you'll turn people off to the movie. Say, man, them dudes is a bunch of jokers. Yeah. It's you know? true. Yeah, brother. If we say we have solutions, if we say we have solutions, we need to be about our business. The you pressure know? is on us because, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the more Science Temple of America is really the only place where you can learn this, like what you were saying about the true connection to your your um your ancestors. You're not going to get that anywhere else. You have whole chunks of history being left out purposely, even at the university level. This is the only place you're going to get it. Brother, okay. you know what? I'm glad you said something. I'm going to share a screen if I could find it really quick, brother. Hold All on right. Just a 
second. I'm going to share something. Um, let me find it really fast. But um, you, you're 100, brother. <laughs> you're 100% correct. You're 100% correct. And while I'm looking for this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You know, my leader, Brother R. Jones Bay, constantly reminds us, constantly, he says that the um, more science, to, he says, man, our teachings say what? Man's a thought of Allah, right? The Morris Science Temple of America is a thought organization. It's a thought organization. Unity will come when we all have the same thought. How about that? Islam. See what I'm saying? Unity will come when we all have the same thought. The fact that unity has not is 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 is, is not or seemingly seemingly not forthcoming is evidence of the fact that many of us in the organization are only in the organization bodily. Mm -hmm. Our souls and spirits are out to lunch. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to share this really quick. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can find it. There we go. Can everybody see that? They can now. <laughs> Praise the law. All right. All right. I'm gonna this is a quote from the book that you see. The book is called The Devil's Bargain. Steve Bannon, Donald Trump, and the storming of the presidency. This is a quote from the book. I'll read it, but you all can see it. Bannon received, talking about Steve Bannon. We all know who we all know who Steve Bannon is, right? Steve Bannon was the chief strategist on the Trump campaign for the election. Steve Bannon at one point served on the staff, on Trump's staff. Steve Bannon is the editor of Breitbart. All right, here we go. Bannon received an education steeped in classics and history. The Benedictine curriculum was traditional Western culture presented in a context of Catholicism. Quote, we were all taught that Western civilization was saved 500 years ago in Spain when Ferdinand and Isabella defeated the Moors. The lesson was, here is where Muslims could have taken over the world. And here was the great stand where they were stopped. We were taught a worldview. This is how Catholicism survived. I think that shaped all of us. But what Steve took away, I think, was a belief that you've got to be willing to identify the threat. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And th there's nowhere else where people can get this perspective, though. That's you fact. Know? So I just want to add that I advise um, that you get in touch um, with the brother. How, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can catch catch me catch me on Facebook. Um, can you let people me. know where you're at too? Oh yeah, we're in Syracuse, New York, upstate New York. We're right smack dab in the center of New York State, Syracuse, New York. Uh, More Science Temple of America, Temple Thirty Four, Syracuse Study Group. If you're in the New York City area, More Science Temple of America, Temple Number Thirty Four, Two Thirty Seven Two Thirty Nine Hancock Street, Brooklyn, New York. Islam, Islam. So yeah, I advise everybody. Get in touch with the Morris Science Temple of America. Um, 
get into your study group wherever you're at you so that you can build with those Asiatics in your area. All right, and so that you can start to build up your community, your economy, these things that are necessary, and also most importantly, build up your your mind. All right, you have to have the proper mind state, the proper view on what's actually going on, and also yourself of who you are. Right, right, and. Um, this is something that we're always doing. We don't just do this when, when you know, when these events happen that gets everybody riled up. We're always in this mode where we know we have to look out for ourselves and we have a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We do. And more. I'll, I'll say this the last thing. Right. And again, this ain't spooky and it's not cliche. This is real. The solution, the beginning of the solutions to the current things we're seeing, what we're seeing are manifestations of a real problem. When you learn that man is not the body of the soul, man is spirit. That means source is spirit. That means the source of events is spirit. That means the events are shadows. They are reflexes. Don't chase it. Right? That means that the source of the issues you are seeing are projections coming from here. That being said, if you don't have spiritual fortitude, you're not going to survive what these physical eyes are about to see. Islam. Islam. All right. And um, for those that, um, for everybody in here, um, understand that there, there's seven hermetic principles. The, the number one is that all is mine. Mm-hmm. All right. You have to understand what that means and learn that you actually control your reality. Okay, so if we don't like what we're seeing, it's not because we're victims and they're beating us and they're doing this to us. We're creating this. We're creating a situation where it can take place. We're creating these perceived enemies, everything. We really are that powerful. Okay. That's a fact. Actual fact. Actual fact. That's a fact. All right. So, yeah, definitely. I want to thank you for coming on. I know this was last minute impromptu. Um, but thank you for coming on. Peace and love. We're going to go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Always, always welcome to come on. If there's anything, you know, ever that you want to share, get out to the people, just let me know. Um, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and close out. Happy holy day to you you too. Um, everybody make sure you click like and share this peace and love everyone. Peace and love. Peace.